Going under, rats in the cellar. Going under, skin's turning yellow. Nose is runny, losing my connection, losing money, getting no affection. Welcome, everyone, to Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. My name is Corey Morse, joined, as always, by the sexiest man in rock and roll podcasting, Scott Kahaskin. How you doing, Scott? Corey, I'm doing fantastic, my friend. How are you? I didn't think you were going to come back this week after last week's song, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, I thought you were done. Um... I, I found my way into the chair and my mic was on. So I thought, what the hell? Let's, let's uh, keep the show going. You know, we, we've had a lot of great songs. We've had a couple that uh, I have not been a fan of, but uh, the majority of them I've at least mildly enjoyed, if not really enjoyed. So, you know, we're, we're going to hit a ditch every once in a while. Last week was uh, the track Something uh, from the album Music from Another Dimension. Um, episode 84 did not make our mixtape. Um, not, not really a big fan of that one. Hoping to right the ship here this evening, Scott, and, uh, and, and, and roll a good one. And I tell you, we got some good ones on the dice. What do you say? I recap them real quick here. Uh, we have Think About It from Night in the Ruts, Can't Stop Loving You from Music for Another Dimension, We All Fall Down from the same album, Back in the Saddle from Rocks, Loving an Elevator from Pump, and Make It, added last week by Scott Haskin from the debut record. So, Scott, if you could uh, choose any of those six, uh, to listen to here tonight, which one would it be and why? Well, I just realized is uh, we all fall down. That's still left over from John, right? It is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I also realized I, I dislike the title of Night in the Ruts because it always makes me think it's a live album. I dislike that title so much. I didn't even put it in caps on my, my spreadsheet. How sad <laughs> is that? Uh, I'll fix that. Uh, you know what? I want I want something classic. I want uh, I want something that's going to kind of drive me. I'm going to vote again. I said this last week. Uh, loving an elevator. All right, uh, you would get no argument for me. That's one of my uh, favorite tracks. I'm going to pick "Make It" though. I want to hear something from the from the first record. We've had a, a good run uh, of newer Aerosmith. Uh, we had "Lived on the Edge," "Never Loved a Girl," "Out of Your Head," "Love Me Two Times," "Roadrunner," "Simaria," all from '87 uh, and on Aerosmith. So, mm -hmm. uh, "Jig Is Up" was our last kind of older Aerosmith way back in show '77. So, I'm kind of in the mood for some "Make It" here tonight. Uh, but if you're ready, uh, we, unless there's anything else we need to kick around, we talked about the Sphere last week, talked about Aerosmith and their uh, postponed tour last week. Uh, anything else going on in your neck of the woods? You're working on an album. Tell us about that real quick. Uh, actually, I'm working on uh, releasing a Christmas song and uh, just uh, editing my sloppy guitar tracks. I'm recording drums for that this week. Uh, if I can't get Steven Tyler to do it. And then, um, yeah, then, uh, then I start working on the next album. I did a, a different concept this time. Instead of, uh, usually I come up with a concept, I tell my graphic artist, Kelly, who does an amazing job on all my album covers, and she comes up with an image, or I'll give her some horrible stick figure drawing, and she turns it into something a million times better. This time I said, why don't you pick the image, whatever you want, and I'll write an album to that. So, uh, you know, you got to mix it up every once in a while, new challenge every album. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting started on that here in a couple of weeks. You're going to write an entire album around one image? Yes. Wow. That sounds hard. That sounds like too much work. <laughs> it's a fun challenge though. I mean, this is album 32. So I've got to, you know, I've got to find some things to challenge me on each, each one I do. Otherwise uh, I, I don't, I don't want to just write a bunch of songs and make an album. I want to find something interesting to do with it. You have almost as many solo records as Aerosmith has compilation records. You said 32, you're almost 32. there. You're about, you're about halfway. Aerosmith greatest hits record. <laughs> yeah, but mine aren't sounding like theirs are. I tell you what, you want to hear a funny story? 
Yeah. Um, I, I was I was on the Facebooks. Uh, you know what that is? Uh, it, all the kids are, are doing the Facebooks, right? right. Uh, so I'm on the Facebook and I see this ad. And it's like this ad that says this record store is going out of business. We're selling all of our inventory dirt cheap. And I'm looking and they had things like, you know, the Black Album reissue from Metallica, like the box set for like 20 bucks. What? It's like a $200 box set. Yeah. They had uh, Aerosmith's new uh, uh, Best Of uh, that they're touring on, the 44 tracks, and it was like 10 bucks. Like, this is fucking amazing. So I go through and I order like 100 bucks worth of records and I send it off. And then I realize if it's too good to be true, it probably is. So I almost immediately called my bank uh, to get a reverse put on it. And they were able to refund me my money, but not before this place set, like, shipped something. I got a shipping notification, like, your records have shipped. I'm like, well, this is going to be interesting. I already got my money back. I've already determined that this isn't a record store in Ontario that they had advertised. This is coming from Hong Kong. Oh. So it, it, it's obviously a scam. What are they sending me? And uh, I kept waiting and waiting with bated breath. Are they actually going to send me records? Am I actually going to get these records and get them for free because I got refunded my money? No, they, they sent me a, a keychain. Uh, <laughs> a a $100 keychain with, with a cooling towel inside. Because uh, wow. I, I get home and I look, okay, the, the thing was delivered. There should be a giant box sitting on my doorstep, right? No, it was a little envelope. And inside was a little keychain with a cooling towel. So I'm very, very happy I had the wherewithal to call my bank and say, hey, yeah. I just got scammed, refund my money. And they totally did. I got every single cent back. And now a free cooling towel keychain. Well, Corey, and, and I mean, be honest, though. If there's one thing that somebody needs going into the fall in Saskatchewan would be a cooling towel. 100%. Yep. Yeah. Can't get by without it. Yeah. You know, I really, I'm not a fan of the human race anymore. It, it's, it's just gotten so out of control. I get at least six or seven scam calls a day now. Um, not to mention the, the emails. I, I probably get 200 scam emails a week with my computer is locked and virus and all this crap. I, yep. I have such a hard time with humanity, but you know what I love is music. You know, I love music too. I didn't get my records. I got a new keychain, but I got Scott. And I got Aerosmith, and I got this little clip that says toss of the dice. Let's roll it and see what we come toss up with tonight. And we are going to come up with Can't Stop Loving You from Music from Another Dimension. So our second consecutive track uh, from this record. Uh, this one was actually a single uh, from Can't Stop Loving You. Uh, back in 2012, uh, also notable because it features uh, guest vocals uh, from the one and only Carrie Underwood. That's right. And, you know, I think the dice heard you because you had said a couple weeks in a row that we had a lot of songs from this album on there. And I think it's just trying to correct uh, us from uh, overloading it with one album. And uh, I, I'm very curious to hear how Stephen and Carrie sound together. I think this could be uh, could be really nice. Steven was kind of transitioning into his country phase around this time. Um, he would go off on a, like a solo, he released a, a solo record, country record, and went off on a, on a country tour. Um, so not uh, shocked at all that he would kind of go to Carrie Underwood uh, and do a duet. He loves doing duets. And uh, this is a, a Steven Tyler, Marty Fredrickson, Tom Hamilton, Joy Kramer, and Brad Whitford joint. Uh, they're all listed as writers on this one. So mm. kind of an interesting uh, background on this one. Uh, apparently, uh, Stephen sings this in an emotional drawl, similar to uh, the 1993 hit Crying, which almost kind of has has a, a country song to it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, he said when they recorded the song, uh, he said it's uh, he sang a little too country. And then they thought, should we get someone in to sing on it? And they thought, why not get a country singer? 
and Carrie Underwood, uh, one of the best uh, country female vocalists, I think, out there. Uh, I'm not a country fan at all, but I can recognize that she's incredibly talented as a singer because she sings uh, Been Waiting All Day for Sunday Night on Sunday Night Football on uh, NBC every Sunday night for me. So, And she sang on, uh, what was it, uh, one of the last episodes of season four of Cobra Kai, I believe. Uh, What'd she do there? She sang at the uh, at the tournament. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, it was uh, the moment of truth she did while they were doing like a a, a Rocky style montage of the uh, the, the different uh, kata forms and and weapons uh, displays. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 going to be interesting. I actually played in a country band in my early twenties, uh, and as a drummer playing old fifties and sixties country. Uh, I can tell you that it is not very interesting as a drummer, but what you will learn is how to be a metronome. It was a great exercise for me as somebody who was a progressive rock drummer uh, and playing in, you know, like uh, rock and metal bands doing a lot of progressive style music to go to that where you're literally just kick, snare, kick, snare, kick, snare uh, was, was a real challenge to reel it in. But I learned so much playing with those guys. I, I miss that. Well, um, I'm just going to do a little more reading here uh, on this track. And uh, apparently, uh, Stephen Tyler and Carrie Underwood uh, previously worked together uh, when they performed Walk This Way and her song Undo It uh, together at the 2011 Academy of Country Music Awards. Hmm. Interesting. And then I found a, a quote here from uh, guitarist Brad Whitford, uh, who admitted that there was a little band resistance uh, concerning the Carrie Underwood duet. Uh, and then he says, quote, uh, then we started talking it out. Uh, and he added, do you have a problem when you listen to a Dylan record and this guy sits in? No, it's cool. So why not? And then you hear those two voices together. Such a perfect move. It sounds perfect. Steven just sounds so awesome with her. So, Well, and Metallica sung with Miley Cyrus before. So, I mean, if if you could put those two together, I don't see why you can't put Carrie Underwood and Aerosmith together. No. And the other one that, that uh, came to my mind was uh, Bon Jovi. I uh, did a song called uh, Who Says You Can't Go Home uh, with uh, Jennifer Nettles, who's from the band uh, Sugarland. Another uh, terrible fucking band because country music sucks, but she's an incredible vocalist. Interesting. Yeah, see, I, I kind of feel like all the lines are blurred. I mean, country and pop are, are in a way, the, the same thing. I mean, pop has morphed into something a little different now, but uh, those lines have been blurred. Um, I, I just feel like it's kind of anything goes these days. No, I agree totally. Like, uh, country is just uh, pop music with a fiddle now, and usually bad pop music yeah. with a fiddle. Or uh, <laughs> uh, my my kid dragged me to a Nickelback concert, and they had this country asshole opening for him. I think his name is like J.J. Voss or something. But he, he sounded like he was trying to do country Pantera. Like, you know, his guitar players all had, like, big beards, and they're doing power stances and playing power chords, and he's singing about pickup trucks and shit. And it's like, it was fucking awful. It's like, you're trying to be country Pantera. Like, stop it. You're not Pantera. You're, you're, you're a country asshole. Stop it. Well, and Poison, I think, did a good job between pop and country, you know, because Brett has kind of a twangy little voice and uh, mm -hmm. Every Rose Has It Sworn was kind of country. I mean, I think they, they had a, a good combination of the two. They really made that work like the way Shania Twain does. Yeah. Sometimes it works really well. Like, uh, I'll go back to Bon Jovi. They did an album called Lost Highway, mm -hmm. which uh, not a lot of rock people like. I really enjoy it, actually, because... When I was growing up, that was kind of, you know, we we're, you know, you couldn't escape things like Garth Brooks and mm -hmm. Marty Stewart and, and, and the like. So uh, a more rockified version of uh, kind of that, like the melding of those two, I think Bon Jovi sound at the time and country at the time 
really kind of married together kind of perfectly. And yeah. not to tip my hand, but uh, I think it might work out pretty well on this track too. What do you say, Scott, if you're ready? Let's listen to a little Can't Stop Loving You uh, from Music from Another Dimension by Aerosmith and Carrie Underwood. Every slope And on the others I'm hanging with I never gave me a too much rope So I think there's that kick drum you may have been missing on last week's song. Sorry, uh, that is just filling my soul right now. I, you know, I was trying to, to think of what uh, what this reminds me of, and it's um, uh, F-I-N-E fine, but your love made me a prisoner. Um, oh, what's that song? What it takes. What it takes. It reminds me of what it takes. It's got that tremolo in it. It's got the same kind of vocal feel to it. Um, really similar. He's singing it like he was on What It Takes as well. Like he yeah. said, he mentioned in that quote, I sang it really country. And he does, he is singing it really country, but he did on What It Takes as well, which is, uh, in my opinion, one of my favorite Aerosmith records of all time. Oh, but yeah, for sure. it, 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 lyrically, I think Stephen's on point here too. I love lines like, I fell from Holy Moses Mountain where love's a slippery slope and all the others I've been hanging with never gave me too much rope. Like, <laughs> that's a pretty good line. <laughs> it is, yeah. Good lyrics. <laughs> yeah. And then one day she came to me Love at first sight, head to toes I love her wild, my mountain child uh was that a pearl jam ripoff uh i've heard that progression in, in a few different songs it, there's nothing to revolutionary there i was more yeah. kind of entranced by the vocals yeah. because like i love steven as a singer and carrie underwood i think could sing the phone book and make it sound amazing mm -hmm. like again not a fan hate country music the woman is incredibly talented and has an amazing voice and yeah. when brad whitford says they sound perfect together i don't think he's wrong no i i i think the vocals are fantastic and i think this is steven in his wheelhouse you know where he's again this is a song where i feel like he's not singing lyrics i feel like he's recanting his life mm -hmm. yeah the world needs more of this tell me what you put into that kiss now keep it coming on let me hear my favorite song yeah you're all i wanna do cause i can't stop All right, that, that verse lyrically, I think, lost me a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, like the, it's it was, very simplistic, right? He got my picture on the fridge, and when the first time that he kissed me, we was high up on the ridge. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, sometimes there's a lot of sacrifice that's made for rhyming, which I don't often <laughs> think is necessary. But uh, I, I like the way they sound together. I like the way that he just added a little layer in that verse uh, to her voice. I thought that sounded really good instead of them just trying to, to you know, harmonize each other. Um, didn't like her delivery on a couple of those. It was almost a little too country for my taste. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but but not but the tone of her voice was really good. And, and in that last chorus, I love that they went up and hit that one note together, but they didn't repeat that in, on any of the other lines. I was I was waiting for that. I'm really glad that they just made that one line a little special. Yeah, uh, her delivery on he got my picture on the fridge. Like yeah. really country on fridge. Yeah, I, I get you on that one. And the fact that they work in Momakin, it, it's kind of hokey, right? Okay, mm-hmm. I, we get it. Yeah, Momakin yeah. was an Aerosmith song from the 70s. We know. But it's almost like with a line delivery like that, she's like, I just want to let you know, since I'm singing with a rock band, that I'm still country. Yeah. So I'm going to overpronounce a couple of words just to, yeah. it, to get that across. As if the, the tangy, the twangy guitar and the cowboy and the ridge and all that wouldn't give it away that it was uh, more countryfied than rock at this point. But. but I will say what we're hearing, too, on drums, again, riding the crash cymbal. We actually, I didn't mention it last week, but we heard Steven do that on something where he was riding the crash. There's a lot of that that goes on in this band, um, a lot more than with most bands. It's not a bad thing as long as it's mixed well. I think it's teetering on the edge of being a little too much in the mix for me. Okay. You know, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of that kind of breakdown, but it kind of led into a, a again, we, we talked about like a drum transitions and, and drum fills. Joey does that so well. And even here, it, it's nothing overly complicated. He's not speeding it up like Steven did last week. Just boom, 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 boom. Like just little, little accents. And then the, the guitar is in the background, you know, a little too low in the mix maybe for my liking, but I like what they did there to build that transition. I didn't like the breakdown on, on, on kind of that, uh, that, that bridge section there, but I, I really liked how they got out of it. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I, I didn't like, especially when Steven came in and harmonized two words and then kind of ducked out, it, you know, it felt very karaoke to me. Um, but I love the way they came out of it. And, and like I said last week, one of the things that we were missing was those really nice, slow, long transitionary fills. And here we're back with the right drummer behind the kit. Can't stop you, cause 
and we get the guitar solo in the outro. I hate when they do that. Any more to, well, we almost got a little bit of the next song there, too. Ooh. So that's uh, Can't Stop Loving You, the fourth single from Music from Another Dimension. What do yeah, you think, there's, there's the Joey Kramer I was waiting for last week. That sounded fantastic. And, of course, we, you know, it fades out, and I want to chase it. I want to know where that goes because the playing's really good. Uh, I like what he's feeling there. Uh, overall, I think it's a pretty decent song. Um, I I don't know that I would want to hear it a whole lot. Um, I think Stephen and Carrie sound really good together, but the song itself is kind of repetitive, and it, it's a little bit blasé for me. I, I, I think those two, maybe it's the music, maybe it's the, the music just isn't there, but uh, I don't know, something is just lacking something for me. It, to me, it, it's very stock. When, when you think about like an Aerosmith ballad, uh, you you think about this, yeah. It's a little twangier, little countryer, which which is fine. Uh, I almost prefer something like this over to say uh, I don't want to miss a thing, which wasn't even an Aerosmith song. They just performed it, right? At least this one had guitars. At least this yeah. one involves the band a little more uh, than yeah. that other one did. I love Carrie Underwood as a vocalist. I love how their voices mesh together. To me, that's really the standout uh, of this track is how they sing it. Uh, lyrically, aside from the first verse, which I thought was great. It kind of falls apart for me a little bit, and it just kind of you know rolls into kind of stock ballad territory. And I think we have better Aerosmith ballads uh, out there. Uh, we even have one currently on the mixtape, Home Tonight, Even Crazy, uh, another uh, ballad uh, on the mixtape. Uh, this this is a single, so if we put it on the mixtape, it would be in the all-time Aerosmith Top 9, which currently features Let the Music Do the Talking, Chip Away the Stone, The Other Side, Home Tonight, Crazy, Eat the Rich, Mama Kin, shut up and dance and living on the edge so i'm gonna vote first this week scott because you did last week mm-hmm. um i i really i i like the song i i sing it every time it comes on uh you know it, it, i don't find anything objectionable about it but it's not really nothing really elevates it aside from the singing they sing the hell out of this song and it sounds great but there's better aerosmith ballads out there this is one of the better tracks on this record and certainly a good aerosmith track i don't think uh, I would bump anything on our Aerosmith uh, mixtape for this track. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'd have to agree. I think if the there would have been a better bridge, it might have given me a different uh, feeling on the song, or if we would have had that solo earlier, like coming out of the bridge, having the solo that we got at the end. Yes, uh, that would have been so great. Good call. Yeah. I, th- I think it, it was it was close. I think there was it, it was lacking a little bit of a producer stepping forward and saying, all right, we've got something good. Let's take this to the next level. Uh, apart from that, I agree. I mean, I think the vocals really were the song. I don't think musically it was anything spectacular, which is weird because it's got everybody on it as, as far as the credits go. So I was expecting something a little more grandiose, I guess. But if you took like the What It Takes bridge and put it in this song, something that powerful, uh, this, I think, could have been a much better song. Oh, tell me that you're happy that you're all, like, oh, that, that bridge and What It Takes is one of my favorite Aerosmith bridges of yeah. all time. That, that is a great call. And that's what this song is kind of missing. Good track, though. I had a lot of fun listening to it. I was singing along. I muted my mic and I was belting it out. But just not quite good enough for the all-time Aerosmith top 90. Like you mentioned, everybody wrote this but Joe Perry. Yeah. And, and which is I, I shines. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't recall a, a writing credit that featured everybody but Joe. Except, of course, obviously on something like uh, Rock in a Hard Place, where he wasn't on that record. So. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. All right, well, that's uh, Can't Stop Loving You, uh, another track off music from another dimension. 
and another bloody Scott song. I can't believe that. You get to replace something on the mixtape yet again. So we now have no music from Another Dimension songs on the mixtape. We've burned, oh, we have one more, sorry. Excuse me, we have one more. We all fall down. Uh, maybe pick from a different record. That's, that's my only request of you, my friend. Pick a song, just don't pick it from this record. We've had two in a row. That's good. Let's give it a break. I've, I've got you on that, Corey. We're going to go with, uh, we're going to go back to Get Your Wings. We're going to balance out uh, the age of this uh, list a little bit and go with Pandora's Box, which we mentioned oh, briefly right. last week. Pandora's Box from Get Your Wings. We haven't done a ton from that record yet, have we? No, we have not. And I think it's high time we did. We've done, well, Absolutely. we've done three songs. We did Lord of the Flies, Spaced, and Seasons of Wither. Oh, right. I forgot about Spaced. Mm -hmm. Not a bad song, by the way. It's had mixed reactions for me so far. So uh, I'll be curious to hit another track and see how I feel about it. Pandora's Box, written by Steven Tyler and Joey Kramer. A, a rare co-write for the two of them. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, that joins uh, Think About It, uh, We All Fall Down, Back in the Saddle, Love in an Elevator, and Make It on next week's Dice. But before we call it a night, first of all, Scott, I'm going to give you a break. I'm going to tell you right now, Can't Stop Loving You, according to Setlist.fm, never played live. Well, I was going to say, unless they had done it at some kind of, uh, you know, like an award ceremony or some yeah. big presentation, I, I don't see them ever doing a song that required two singers. Why would they do it, you know, unless there was an event where, where she would have been there. I don't see a reason for them to do it. But thanks. I appreciate you not making me guess zero. <laughs> and uh, maybe Carrie Underwood performed it. Maybe Steve enjoyed her on stage. Uh, who knows? Uh, but according, I'm just looking at the Aerosmith song stats on setlist.fm. And according to this, they never played it. So uh, you get your break from the prices right for one week, my friend. But I'm still going to make you read the podcast roll. Tell everybody about all the great podcasts they can check out as part of the Deep Dive Podcasting Network. Well, you never have to uh, push me to, to talk about the great shows that we're associated with. And, uh, you know, I, I think everybody hears me read this every week and it's in the same order. So I'm going to go in reverse order this week and let's see how oh, long nice. it takes me to fuck Spicy. it up. Spicy. Yeah, I, I'm on fire this week. So uh, <laughs> this is what Carrie Underwood apparently does to me. <laughs> so we have uh, Chaz and Shats at Rush Rash. We have Chaz and Greg at Regarding Lulu. Sav, Nick, Steve and Mark at Rock Roulette Podcast. Quinn at And Volume for All, Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What, Clay and Rye at North by South Podcast, George and Hattie at the Judas Priestcast, Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast, Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast, Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z, Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge, Paul, Joe and David at In the Lap of the Pods, Riot Sabbath Bloody Podcast, Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side, The Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered, back with some new episodes. Go check those out. Nate and John at the Deep Purple Podcast. I have Uriah Heap, the Magician's Podcast. Kevin and Randy do the Seaside Pod Review. Kevin also does the Tom Petty Project, all by his lonesome. Corey and Kevin do a show called The Ultimate Catalog Clash, currently covering Genesis. I'm going to have to be careful how much longer I say that because you guys are getting close to being done. Uh, and Corey, of course, you do a show with Mark Meyer and the podcast Will Rock and another show with our old buddy John Mariano backtracks theme music. And not to be outdone by the Deep Dive Podcast Network, we have our friends Sean Geek and Fast Fret, who apparently I just hit puberty listening to that show. Uh, Eric and Eric at Booked on Rock, Ken Knapsock at Pop Rock and Radio. Check out his new comedy album. 
Pot of Thunder, and Danielle at Scout at Talk Scary to Me. It's about time you hit puberty. You live in Las Vegas. Grab one of those handouts that uh, you find uh, on the Las Vegas Strip. Uh, uh, some of the uh, I don't gentlemen's clubs. Is, is that how you call? Is that what you say? Uh, I think they're still called that. Um, you know, the the it was really weird during the pandemic. Uh, after you know the the strip opened up, it was a long time before those card flippers came back. And oh. then, uh, boy, they came back with a vengeance. They're just everywhere again. I tell you, we. Uh... We were talking to my sister-in-law before she uh, uh, passed away, unfortunately, but uh, we were talking about uh, taking our, our kids to Vegas. Like, Lauren and my wife and I were like, oh, we'll take our kids to Vegas. She's like, I've been to Vegas. You can't do that. There's like, there's boobs everywhere. I'm like, we have girls. They know what boobs are. Like, we're not afraid of boobs. Like, they, they, they've seen boobs. It's not that exciting. Yeah, there, there's a really weird element of like the kind of music that they play. There's a lot of hip hop and, and inappropriate child lyrics that get played on the strip. And um, it's yeah, if you're going to have really little kids, just go to Circus Circus and stay within the dome. Uh, if you if you're going to go out anywhere, you do have the risk of having some conversations. Yeah, my kids are now uh, 15 and soon to be 12. So I, I think they're old enough that yeah. next time we, we're planning a, a Las Vegas trip, I think they can come with us. They really want to check out Freed's Bakery because uh, oh. we watched that show on the Food Network and they make some pretty cool cakes. So I said, if we ever go to Vegas, we'll order a cake from Freed's Bakery. So. There you go. And if they're uh, Harry Potter fans, Bad Owl Coffee is a great stop. Oh, very nice. Back before I was trying to get healthy, I thought the Heart Attack Grill would have been a really good stop. Any any time you have to sign a disclaimer before they bring you the food, um, you know, legal notices and food shouldn't really go together. <laughs> oh, but in, in my fatter days, I thought I, I could take on that place and I would be just fine. But now yeah, I'm going to the gym. I'm trying to eat a little less, trying to eat a little better, trying to fit into a, a smaller T-shirt. Uh, so I can actually buy merch at concerts again. Boy, that'll be nice. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> so. basically looking at olive oil on the other side of the, the Zoom here. <laughs> See, if I can get in between me now and you now, I, I'll be very, very happy. You can only see me from like the, the just above my nipple line up. You don't know the, uh, the fish tank I have in the midsection. Well, and thank God, because sexiest men in podcasting, they might spontaneously combust or something. Be too much for the people to handle, Scott. Thank God this isn't a, a YouTube podcast or anything. But uh, what, do you say, what do you say we call it a night? We've kept the fine folks long enough. On behalf of Scott Haskin, the sexiest man in rock and roll podcasting, my name is Corey Morissette. Thank you very much for listening. And as always, let's give the final word to Stephen Pilot. 